Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Okay, everyone. Hello. Hi. I have a special treat. I've asked my dear, dear friend, my moral compass. I hope you liked that I called you that the other week, by the way. Um, (laughs) The less annoying Liz Bentley, Princess Jones Curtis is here because we haven't heard her thoughts about the season of Teen Mom 2 yet. So welcome, Princess. Hi, guys. I am thrilled to be here. I would like to... But I'd like to say I am nobody's moral compass. I my moral compass does not point due north. You don't always want to do what I would do because sometimes what I do is jump on a fucking table and get it started. So (laughs) you need to be careful. (laughs) I know. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, she's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, first off the top, we have to talk about Farrah getting arrested. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, which is, you know, she was lit in that video. Like, that girl was lit up. And it was one of the most funny yet sad things I've watched in a while. Like, I was mm-hmm. actually kind of cackling. And then I was like, oh, that's sad. But it's still funny. Well, here's the funniest part. Of the video that she you knows, she always does a response video. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she was in a bathing suit in a car in the response video. So it's like she got out of jail or custody. I'm sure she didn't like actually yeah. go into a cell. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I'm going to take a quick dip in the pool. But before that, let me hop in this car and let my fans know. <laughs> no, no, no. What I think, what I'm pretty sure happened is she got arrested. Um, like early evening so I think she was still like poolside and she was wearing a bathing suit and then when she got released I'm pretty sure she was still wearing the bathing suit because if you see her like the release picture she's in like a two-piece that I think is a bathing suit and I think like the first thing she did was like hop in her car and do the I'm a celebrity god bless me video Mm. (laughs) that she does well then I have more respect because then I'm like, she was like, I'm not even going to get changed. I'm not wow. even going to go upstairs no. and like take a mo. I'm going to be like, yo, let me get my video out for my fans. Actually, Liz, you, you're you on the internet more than I am. And you're like, you go into like the dark parts of the internet, like Reddit and shit. <laughs> yes. And so, yes. So are there Farrah fans? People like. Kind of. Say, kind of. They're... They love Farrah. Okay. So there are definitely, there's definitely the band of, like, Farrah people who love her because she's so outrageous and they understand she's, like, a bad racist person, but, like, fine following mm-hmm. her to be very, honestly, like, my me to Janelle. You know, like, there are definitely those uh. people. Then there are a lot of people who have, like, a deep, deep sympathy for her because they have really bad moms, like, really narcissistic uh, moms, and they've deeply identified with Farrah's struggles with Deb, I swear. Like, and any post about Deb and Farrah, there's, like, 
on Reddit, there'll be like 40 comments about like, you just don't know what it's like to have a narcissistic mom because everybody on Reddit is a narcissist in case you didn't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody gets diagnosed that on the internet now. That's like the new diagnosis, narcissism. So there are those people that aren't necessarily fans with her, but in some way like deeply related to her like uh, parent struggles. And so they justify a lot of her behavior But I think that's really, I don't know if they're, like, genuine fans of her. Like, even Janelle has genuine fans, you know, that, like, like, tweet her back. Like, you're doing great. You've changed. Like, your mom stole your son. Like, she has, like, like people who genuinely believe, like, Barbara is holding Jace hostage and should just give Jace back. Like, she has those people. I don't think Farrah even has them. But she does have people who defend her. Okay, so there are people, so are there people in this world that when Farrah goes live, they're like, I need to watch this right now because my girl Farrah is coming over here to let me know what's up and I don't think so. You know, oh, okay, well then never (laughs) Maybe, but I I don't think there are a lot. I think there are very, very few of them. I think Farrah is full villain um, and... (laughs) doesn't have or they're mentally ill too yeah they're like yeah but okay i don't know i think farah just like i don't think she even has that like unfortunately for her which is Mm -hmm. i mean it's Mm -hmm. sad but you know it's all a product of her own making and she is i have not been keeping up with her since the firing scene and all that shit that went down um very little actually just what you tell me what you put in the facebook group is she a high-class prostitute in Dubai? Is that what's going on right now? I mean, look, Farah supposedly got some sort of settlement from MTV. What I think the right. settlement was, was they agreed to pay her her full contract and maybe, like, the bonus. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, that, yeah. to me, like, seems like it was a settlement. Is it possible Farah got a cool million dollars and then spent four months traveling? Sure, I guess. Does that seem likely to me? Not really. Does it seem more likely to me that she's doing some sort of pay-for-play vacation work? Yeah. I mean, do I... Is she, like, a full-blown escort? Like, I I don't know. Possibly. I think what's most likely is that she has men sponsoring things, but I'm not sure what she then has to do in exchange for that. You know, like... Mm. Maybe it's like a Lala situation. There are a lot of rich guys that will like pay for girls to do things that aren't necessarily involving sex. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to pay you to come here. I'm going to put you up. And, but, you know. We'll go to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to dinner. I hope we have sex. I I mean, it's not, no one put that in the text when I invited you (laughs) that you had to, but. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Okay. 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 But she went from, like, Fiji, where she was getting... That was, like, a sponsored trip by a brand. Like, she did a brand deal in Fiji for, like, 10 days to south of France for the film festival, where she was for, like, two weeks. Then Dubai for, like, three weeks. She was, like... And I I just... Sophia's there the entire time. Like, I am really Uh. curious, because to my... I don't think Farrah pays for, like, a nanny to travel with them. When they're doing no. this, um, I no. find that very hard to believe. So I'm wondering. Are you talking wa- about Michael? <laughs> who's are you, watching Are you Sophia? speaking of Michael? 
Yeah. You know, God, I can't, the homeschool thing, it's like, I'm sorry, no eight-year-old can do online school. That's like, it's not mm. a thing for an eight-year-old to do online school. That's not a thing. It needs right. like an active parent, teacher, tutor. But so beyond yeah. the homeschool stuff, like who's watching Sophia when she goes out every single night that they're on these vacations and during the day sometimes? An, an assistant? Do you think Farrah has an assistant? No. Be, well, maybe in Texas or L.A., but I don't think Farrah can afford or would be willing to pay the travel fees for somebody to do that. Mm. And also, because, you know, I hate actually reading her the stuff she types. I I think you brought this up. Either you or somebody in the group brought up that basically it looks like she dictated it. Yeah. And I, so I finally read it, and it does. It looks like, because it, it sounds exactly how she would say, she'd be like, oh, that's shameful, hurting mothers. Like, the way she talks, yeah. it's, it's my, my husband dictates things. He's dyslexic. He's dyslexic. And, uh, you know, t- uh, texting is hard for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he dictates a lot to, like, uh, to me. And, and sometimes his text looks like that. No punctuation. Yeah. Just exactly how he would say it. Yeah. Like, you know how when we're talking, we interrupt ourselves when we're talking, go, oh, should we get the, di- actually, da, da, da. like, that's, that's what her, t- I mean, her and Countess Luann. Yeah. That's, that's who's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love a voice to text, and I always end them with, like, doing voice to text and not reading that over. Hope it makes sense. Like, <laughs> That's it, a good warning. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know what's going on with Farrah. Like, I really, I think Farrah does a lot of cocaine. Um, I think Farrah sure. drinks a lot. I read on her arrest report that she's only 120 pounds, and she's 5'6". And you have to figure her wow. and her ass are 20 pounds together. She looks... She does not look that thin. She looks... Because um, her boobs and her ass. I she looks so big when you see it. Like, well, um, who was that, that in the group? I don't remember their name, but they saw her in the airport. At, uh, oh, yeah. Or something. They, there was, was a picture. Mm-hmm. And she remember she didn't uh, She didn't have pre-check. She yes. was like going to security and shit. Yeah, like a peasant. And, yeah, like a peasant. <laughs> like <us. laughs> Not like me, princess. Pre-check life. Okay, excuse me. You're right, you're right, you're right. Like me. Uh, taking off your shoes in a fucking airport and getting tagged. So anyway, so but in those in the pictures we've seen, like candid pictures of her, paparazzi pictures, she looks thick. I cannot believe you. 126 pounds? 120 pounds. And she's 5'6". I mean, Jesus. I don't know if they put you on a scale when you get arrested. You know what I mean? Or they probably like, ask you. How much do you weigh? But like um, that's... That to me tells me she's I've been arrested been, before. They ask you. They ask that you. tells me she's been. I mean, but if you look at recent pictures of her, her face looks very hollow. Like her collarbones are like really like out of her chest. Like it's just hard to tell because she has these huge boobs and that huge ass. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you like get like you're like, huh? What's going on with her body? But like to me, she's clearly lost weight. Like she's been living this crazy life, and I think she got high and drunk and belligerent, and it just I guess my main takeaway of this arrest is I think a lot of people want to believe Farrah's playing a character when she's on TV, and that she can't really be like that, and uh, she is. (laughs) I think think that's the main takeaway. Well, I think they're on to something. It's not that she's not like that. It's just she knows who to be like that with. So Correct. it's like, 
you're yes. meeting her for an interview or it's a or it's something where she's in a really good mood you're or something she party, needs from you. Like oh my yeah, she's gonna, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna talk to you and he she's gonna be like showtime Sarah, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you're annoying her in any way or you're you're between her and what she wants, yes. different story. The way she answered that door when Morgan came was like, <laughs> Oh, here's the big boss. Hey yeah. yeah. Like that's so yeah, I don't think she's playing a character, but yeah, she definitely knows how to turn it on and off, and she definitely turns it on in the Chipotle line when they don't have enough guac, and that's God. <laughs> I just is. like I'm somebody that worked. I mean, I still kind of work customer service because I work front desk, but I'm somebody that worked mm-hmm. in customer service since I was 14 years old. You know, like yeah. in food service, and I just like can imagine Farah. Actually, I can imagine her calling my law office. <laughs> And she's just one of those people that, like, goes off at the receptionist because the lawyer won't take her call. And you want to be like, I don't really know what to tell you because I'm not a lawyer and I can't physically make anyone answer their phone. Like, that's above my pay grade. So all I can do... Nothing you say to me will get your call answered. Nothing. You can cut me out, but you still won't get what you want. I constantly tell people, like, that are being, like, getting a little like on one I'm like all I can do is take your message like mm-hmm. like I can t- like I just keep repeating I could take a message for you I could take a message yeah. for you because that's all I can do I can't make anybody pick what if they show up phone. what if they show up what um, do you do I have not knock on wood thankfully had anybody show up that I've like told on the phone that they like aren't available but I do semi-regularly have people just show up out of the blue, which is the craziest thing to me because I can't imagine ever going to a lawyer's office about an appointment. Like, people just, like, stop by and they're like, hey, does so-and-so have a minute? It's like, you know they're an attorney, right? Like, you can't. Yeah. It's just crazy the way, and, you know, I work in a very rich area, and so these people, like, sometimes they can just, like, walk from their mansion. Like, they're like, oh, I'll go for a stroll. And they're like, oh, I'm by the office. I should stop in and try and get some shit done. And it's just like, it's just so, it's crazy. Like, it's so, I think it's because I'm not a rich person that I just don't feel so entitled to people's times. So I can't imagine like showing up somewhere without an appointment, like to a lawyer's office or like somebody that I have to pay. I can't imagine just showing up without an appointment, but I can see lawyer or fair being one of those people who just shows up. Like, can they talk to me? She did. Remember when she just showed up and got in that house and was like, it says oh. no oh. walk-ins or something. You need yeah. to. And she was just like, mm, okay, anyway. <laughs> but it's different. The rules are for other people. Yeah. All right. Let's get into Teen Mom Young and Pregnant, which it was the okay. finale. I thought it was a great final episode. I thought it was a really sure. fun season. Um, I would like to see it come back again with the same moms, although I wouldn't be totally turned off to the idea of having uh five new moms to follow next season if they wanted to keep young and pregnant you know like and just give us new moms every year although i'm not sure that's going to happen but overall or maybe like half the cast like some of the people you can like go ahead and let go of and then bring in a couple new ones yeah that could be fun although mm, i don't know i have a little i don't that's hard for me because i want everybody to be in the same time period in their lives. Mm. You know what I mean? Like next season, I, I want them all to have one year olds. And I'm not sure. Why? Like, I, because I do. Because I like continuity. Because you want the, 
because you and you also don't like when they see each other out outside of the show. Is that true? I can like it feels like you do, you dislike it. Like if you see the girls on Instagram together, you're like, no, <laughs> no, I, no, not so much. That doesn't bother me so much. Um, no, I kind of like that because then I think that they'll start fighting later. Like the closer uh, they are, the more they'll fight later. So that okay. doesn't bother me. Um, but I just don't like the idea of like in one scene, like we have people who are like on their first birthdays, they're already broken up with like the baby daddy. And then in the next segment, it's someone who's still pregnant. I, I just don't think that flows very well as a show. Okay. But I would be, I don't know. I hope it comes back. I'm pleasantly surprised. But so my overall thoughts for this episode, let's start with, I mean, let's just start with Barr and Ashley. Because that chair throwing scene, like, if you told me that was a choreographed fight, I think I'd believe you. She looked like Jet Lee when she caught that. Play. It was incredible. <laughs> I thought it was on strings. She looks like she was. I love Chris, and uh, she's the only person that I give a fuck about. I <laughs> I really love Chris, although I I think I've said it. I like Pastor T. I like her. I think that she gets a little too caught up in Ashley. And I think she has a problem saying no to Ashley. But I think overall, like, she has a read on the situation. And I understand why she gets angry when Ashley's like, well, Shen's not so bad. And Pastor T's like, what? Like, I just. You had me fight all these battles. Yeah. She's not so bad. Yeah. So, Pastor T is the one I feel most comfortable with being my mother because she reminds me of my mother. And that doesn't mean I think she always does the right thing though. Mm-hmm. There's some things, there's some times I was like, Pastor T, you need to calm the fuck down. Yes. But I also think she has a glorious petty streak. And I think that people don't tell you this, but you need to be a little petty to be a parent. Because when I say petty, I mean the inability, stubborn, and the inability to let a small thing go. Because when you're raising kids, you can totally let small things go. But if you let every small thing go, they get to be big things. Like, okay. let's say your kids won't eat the vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. The truth is, in the grand scheme of things, they're going to eat every fucking day for the rest of their lives. Today doesn't really matter. If, yeah. we're, if we're going... If, but if you were to, to approach everything like that, you'd be like Kayla's mom. And so you got to be, sometimes to be a mom, you have to be the most stubborn person in the room and like threaten to make one of your children a vegetarian and, and for them to look at you and know that you will make them hummus and tofu and fucking broccoli for the rest of your life if you have to. Like they have to believe that you, that in a test of wheels, you're going to, so I like Pastor T. but I also think she's, like you said, she's too involved. I think she Mm, could. Yeah. Give some advice and step the fuck back. Yeah, so Pastor T went on Instagram Live this week, and I didn't watch it, but I read the recap. Pastor T claimed a lot of crazy stuff, including the fact that Bar... So the Volvo they had, apparently Bar crashed it. Then they got another car. Well, listen, they got another car, and Bar was, according to Pastor T, Bar was hanging out with his friends when someone got shot. They put the kid in the back of the car and drove him to the hospital, and he bled so much in the car, they had to get rid of the car, and that's when Ashley's dad bought her that uh, Volkswagen she's driving. Okay. Do you believe this? 
I don't know. Because he posts those, like, pictures where it looks like he's throwing gang signs. And I think Barr wants to be hard. I, I don't know. I don't, that's the thing. I don't, when I watch, I think it's intriguing, but also a little frustrating. When I watch her segments, I really can't tell who's telling the truth. I think, I think that I, I would take, just like I do with Shin, everything with a grain of salt. All right. Yeah. And her, her social media presence is wild. I don't think she's a real pastor. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. I think yeah. she's a real pastor. I can see that. The, and, and the reason I don't think she's a real pastor is because if she were a real pastor, she would have a responsibility to her church. And so she couldn't look like this on TV. Mm-hmm. Or she couldn't look like this on social Not that she wouldn't think these things, but she couldn't. And I just want you guys to know that I know plenty of people who are deaconesses and pastors and all sorts of things that are like Satan's little helper. Okay. So just because she's called pastor, she does not make her like, I don't know, a priest. I mean, priest. I'm just saying she doesn't make her a great person. I, I guess I believe it, but it probably didn't happen exactly the way she said. And she need. and if you'll notice that a lot of the stories she tells, Barr tried to fight us. Bar, bar, uh, friend blab in the back seat. Where was Ashley? Because yeah. Ashley's not blameless. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley's right. Ashley's probably. in the front seat for all of this stuff. You know, she's in the Absolutely. passenger seat, and I think that's Shen's biggest weakness. Is that I think where Shen is good is that she gives consequence. She gives consequences and follows through on them. She did not want to kick tea. Ashley out of her house. You know, like she, Pastor you, tea. yeah, Shen. <laughs> Pastor T, not Shen. I don't, I don't know anything about Shen and consequences. I doubt it. But <laughs> Pastor T's best, you know, attribute so far that we've seen is like her ability to set rules and follow them. And when she said, sure. you have to leave my house, even though she was crying and it was the last thing she wanted to do, she made she Ashley leave her house. Barr was not allowed back that's in their where, home until he came and apologized. That's, that's the pettiness I mean. Is yeah. that like, other people would see, okay, she, my daughter's crying. Oh, he's outside. I mean, it's it's almost inside. You have to be stubborn and be like, I'm going to stick to this. Regardless yes. of the fact right now, I'm upset. And yes. I would rather be another way. So yeah. I, I think that is where T, like, is a very, very good parent. I think where she's a bad parent is that she spoils Ashley to no end and really indulges a lot of Ashley's ego. I think Ashley has yeah. a huge ego and not a... You know, you see, like, the Farahs and I can't think of anything, anybody else off the top of my head, Kale, with, like, this false ego where you, like, know it's mm-hmm. just, like, their crippling insecurity and, like, so they're projecting this ego. I think Ashley just has a big-ass ego. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, like, a crippling insecurity. I think she's just, like, fucking conceited and has been spoiled her whole life. I can believe that. I also think that... She, I don't, when somebody, especially one of my kids comes to me and tells me this long story about how someone has done everything wrong, I always ask, and what is your part in this? Yeah. What is your part here? 
because like I want, because <laughs> it's like the, big oh, okay. thing. <laughs> it's like the really big part in the 12 steps is like, anytime you have a resentment, you're supposed to look at like your part in the resentment and like what you did to cause the situation. And it like helps or with your resentments. And anytime, yeah. like really, like if you're angry at someone, you're supposed to pray for them to have all of the good things in, that you have in your life. <laughs> because like the idea yeah. is like that a lot of like your issues come from a self-centeredness within and creating your own situations and if you can like take yourself out of that self-centeredness you can look at like okay well that person cursed me out but like yeah i did like cut them off yeah or maybe when this person asked me the first time i was really busy with something else and i like i just want you to figure out what your part is in it because there is no there's no situation Um, you can still be in the right and still have made a wrong move somewhere yes and I don't think Pastor T does that with Ashley. Yes. Ashley goes, she called me a bitch. And then it's like, oh, really? It's not yeah. like, well, I was really passive aggressive to her. All they wanted was a picture so she could go. And I was, and I, you know, I didn't want, I acted real wild with that. And that's how she ended up calling me a bitch. She does not, She she's probably, I, I mean, Ashley still acts like she's like six years old. Ashley really, it's hard to believe that why they filmed this, she was 20 years old. Because she is truly a 15-year-old in every way. Sure. In every yeah. way. So, and also, so like, like okay, the party thing? Yeah, wait. I just want to say about the party thing. Like, I am not one of those people who's on Shen's side about almost anything. But I, it, you cannot ask someone to babysit for your child but say they can't come to your party. Yes! Or you can't. You, you can't, can't do you that shit. you don't fuck with someone... Then Even, you don't fuck with them. Exactly. Exactly. You know what you say? Shen, I don't really want you in my life. You know, like we've had issues. No, you can't watch my baby. No, you can't come to the party. And like you can't. It's just, it just is insane. Like she is like, yeah, you can watch my baby, but you, but no, you can't come to the party. And also Ashley. And you can't has, come to my house. Ashley is such yeah. an annoying inability to just like ignore things. Like just yeah. let things go. And she was acting, okay, so with this party, I see it from both sides, okay? They're both to blame as far as I'm yes, concerned. First of all, uh, absolutely. Shin, Shin, this was not a party for you. This, can you imagine if, well, you're, if you're, like, And Shen's, like, best friend, everything is a party for Shen. I know. But can you imagine if, you, like, your best friends, when you were, like, 20 years old, and your best friends were like, we're going to throw you a party, it's going to be liquor and dance and blah, 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 and your mom was like, I'm her mother, I could go. You'd be like, no. Actually carry your ass home. Yeah. I'll see you at birthday breakfast or something. Yeah. But here's how you know Shin had bad intentions. Shin, when she said she couldn't watch Holly, didn't say, because I'm going to be at the fucking party. She <laughs> didn't say that. Because she, she knew she wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. So then she gets there, and she's being loud, as she normally is, but that's her personality. That mm-hmm. wasn't extra for her. I'm Bar's mama. That's, she probably says that shit at Walmart, okay? She loves to, That's what yeah. she does. Yeah. So Ashley comes out. Now, once she's there, Ashley could have ignored her, wait till Bar got there. Bar, she could have taken a couple pictures of Bar, and Bar could have been like, all right, Ma, you know, this is, uh, you know, I don't want you around me partying, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'll see you tomorrow. Well, here's the but thing, though. Yeah. You know, Shen's been partying with her kids for a long fucking time, which oh, is yeah, why I it's know. like, she'd be like, well, why okay, can't well, I be the, here? The cameras are there, okay? But yeah. either way, he could have he could have been like, yeah. okay, well, you know, this is really Ashley's thing, so I'm going to go, so good night to you, I love you, blah, blah, blah. But instead, Ashley has to go out there and confront her when she's really doing nothing mm-hmm. at this moment. Instead of being where she's not supposed to be. 
So then they get into a yelling argument, which is probably their normal thing. They love to yell at each other. It's their favorite thing to do. Yeah. But it got physical because Shin threw a fucking, I want to say a drink or something else at uh, Chris's back while she was pushing Ash. I want to say they, they were like moving out toward, I guess, security and Chris and everybody was trying to push Ashley back. She threw something. Then it started getting physical and those two grown ass men, I guarantee you those men were not a day under fucking 30. No. I know, I know men that look like that. Those are grown motherfucking yes. men. Threw a fucking chair at Chris and she's the only one out there. She's catching that shit like fucking Street Fighter and <laughs> shit is screaming that she didn't do nothing and, and basically egging things on. Ashley's outside screaming. These, bo- both of these women are trash. Okay? Mm-hmm. Trash. Mm-hmm. I'm so pissed off. How do you feel about Barr trying to fight Chris? I am disgusted by it. You know, just because because Chris is a stud doesn't mean that she's a man that you square up with. Like, it is... He can't even even say, okay, well, she came at me and I was trying to defend myself. You walked in there, right? And you were probably already... What was he saying? You got to cut. She's got to cut. Like, cut She's got to go. She's got to go. And because she didn't go... Which, you know what, maybe go, fair you enough. You going to fight her. Maybe fair that enough. That is fair. Like, you know what, like, Barr could have walked in and been like, because Barr wasn't even there during the initial fight, right? No, he wasn't. He like, was too early. Barr, Barr could have came in and been like, look, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm hearing oh. that Chris swung on my mom. I'm really upset. Like, I just want her to go. And Ashley should have said okay. Well, actually, no. Why did they still have this fucking party after the fight happened? Because just because there's a fight don't mean it's not going to be a party. I already paid my deposit. I got my liquor. <laughs> like, like it's crazy that Ashley is then just expecting everybody to, like, calm, be calm, cool, and collected. And when she's like, okay, well, let's talk, Bar. It's like, you guys, no, nobody's talking. And you know that. And for Bar to come at Chris and I, Pastor T also posted on Instagram Something like he swings at your parents, he swings at your sister, <laughs> he's gonna swing at you, which is like, yeah, true. I mean, true. The thing is, when when Bar walks in, first of all, if I were Bar, I wouldn't even fucking showed up. I would have went somewhere else. I would have ignored both their text messages <laughs> and calls. I would have said, I would have texted my friends and been like, I'm over at this bar, this yeah. person's house, blah blah. We're gonna have a party here. Don't bring those bitches with you. <laughs> and I would have, they, neither one of them would have heard from me till tomorrow because I would have been disgusted by the idea that this happened. But when Bar walks in, Ashley's like, surprise! <laughs> like, 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 Shin hasn't already called him and told her her side of the story, which is probably that she walked in and then Ashley jumped on her and beat her with a bat. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, and Ashley, and Bar walked in with a reasonable request. He said, she's got to go. She swung on my mom. She's got to go. And, the easiest thing to do at that point, if you wanted to de-escalate, would have been like, okay, you don't know the whole story, but Chris, do you want to take a step outside because I want to talk to uh, Bar, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But immediately it was Or Chris could have just left. I feel like Chris, I, I feel left. like if Ashley turned to Chris and said, Chris, I'm on your side here, but this is Barb's birthday, and like, I, this isn't right, and you know what, I'll leave with you if you want me to, but like, yeah. you, you have to go. I think Chris Chris is pretty calm, cool, and collected. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Chris would have left. Right. I think so, too. But instead, so they, it's immediate fight. It's immediate, no, she ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. This is, I take, blah, blah, blah. 
and bar and instead of saying, okay, then I'm going to go and you can have a birthday party for yourself. And he starts rolling up his, rolling up his sleeve. Yeah. And Chris, for the second time of the night, is Mike Tyson punch out. She's on the fight. She's on the ropes. People are, are hitting at her and throwing shit at her. What the fuck is going on? I know. Chris needs to run away and take Holly with her. It's <laughs> so... And then Ashley, like, crying. I don't know. See, here's also, like, what annoys me is, like, Ashley 100% knew there would be drama at this party. Shen was going to sure. be involved. She knew Shen was... Like, for her to even have the party was, like, a little suspect. She knew there'd yeah. be drama. She knew shit was going to happen, but she had this party. Then for her to continue the party, it's like... And then to watch her crying, like, why is this happening? Like, you know she, why. You know what she you did. She had this party for the sole purpose of not inviting Shen to the party. That's Absolutely. what it seems like. Because they could have went to like, a bar. I'm going to throw a party and you can't go. That's what, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, I... And I know people love a Shen... The same way that, like, kind of people are, like, in love with Spencer Pratt right now. Like, they just think he's so great. I hate them both. Yeah, but Shin is not amazing, okay, guys? Shin, all she says is that she's real. And that, what that means, though, is that she's somebody who doesn't regulate her emotions, who doesn't filter what she's supposed to be, what she's saying, which is, not actually a positive thing. That's not that's not how you get along in the world by just blurting out whatever you think. That's what children do. On Facebook, I'm still friends with her on Facebook, although I need to let her go. She posted she oh, she's talking about God. having her own show, Shin's World. Her husband drew her a logo that looked like a prison tattoo. <laughs> it was, well, it, princess, if she's gonna have her own show with a logo, like don't tell me that's not on brand. <laughs> it is on brand. It had these words that said "real mother," uh, oh fashionable. God. It was just. It was the oh. worst. How about I, the post about finding a new wife for Bar, and she needs to have a golden vagina? She is too. And she, one of the reasons she's posted about this. One of the reasons she says that she's so uh, real, sexually. Oh, oh, she's so sexually aggressive to her children. Is that she, when she was growing up? Um, she lived in, you know, she's in a bad situation and no one ever complimented her ever, but she has to understand there's a difference. I, I understand that I am like, um, a serious complimenter when it comes to my kids and saying, you're a great help. You're a good son. You know how to do this. Uh, you're very smart. Look at this. I I'm to build self-esteem, but the way she talks to her children is the way Harvey Weinstein was talking to these actresses. Think about it. Yeah. The way she, it feels threatening sometimes. The way she yeah. hit your fine ass over here. This yeah. she, I'm, if she were a man and these were women, people would be livid over the way she's talking to these people. And she she does it to the girls too. Yeah, she does it to the boys. Uh, she does she does it thankfully to a lesser extent to her youngest, who's like eight or so. But the way she talks about these children is inappropriate. Yeah, it's really... By the way, her youngest, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, is literally Shen's exact copy in the face, but she's black. Oh, she's cute. It's like... And she's it's cute. So, she's so cute, but like, when you look at her, it's like startling how much she looks like Shen in the face. Like, it... Yeah, and, 
And you're going to see plenty of pictures of her because they have to take a photo shoot every time they go to the mailbox. Every time they leave the house, they take a picture in front of their very sad apartment complex. Yes. And yeah. it's like four or five pictures. Some of them, the little baby is taking the picture. She's not a baby. She's eight. But she's like taking oh, she's the picture. <laughs> she's like, her mom's thinking, you know, she has a signature picture where she kind of sticks out her butt a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And so can you imagine this eight-year-old going, okay, mom, you got your butt out? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sophia and Farah. I was going to say, I was just about to fucking say that. Yeah, yeah. it's just, or, Jenna's so- like, she, to me, is unbearable. And it's really crazy how many people on the internet have seemed to, like, fallen for it because she, like, pays them attention, I guess. I don't know. I can't really figure it out. But, I mean... Here's the deal, like, just because Ashley is trash doesn't mean Shen is good, and just because Shen is trash doesn't mean that Ashley is good, and, you know, this podcast, I never want this podcast to fall into, like, the teen mom fandom thing where there has to be one good and one bad person in your yeah. storyline, like, I'm, that's not this podcast, and it's never gonna be this podcast, right. and the reality is, is, like, they're both trash, and Barr is his own version of trash, and I am... Sure deeply concerned about what goes on in the privacy in Barr and Ashley's home. Like, I think they square up. Like, I think they start yeah, fighting, and then they, like, literally, it's a fucking boxing match where they, like, their hands are in their air and their shoulders are squared. Like, that's, like, what I, I picture. I think Barr and Ashley work this way. I think Barr is somebody, Ashley is a picker. She's somebody who's yes. always got something to say. Like, just when they were walking out the door one day, she's like, look, this blanket is even on her. You can, that's not, you don't need to say it that way. That's how she talks. And I think yeah. that she gets in her moods and it's pick, 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 pick. And, and Barr isn't, he's a volcano. He's somebody that he yes. might not say nothing or he might say a little thing. And then when he gets mad, he fucking explodes. And the two of them go at it until Ashley starts to cry or starts to be like, I don't know why you're like this. <laughs> and then she calls past her team like, I was just sitting on the couch watching Real Housewives and Bar came in here and yelled at me. <laughs> like, and Bar's outside smoking a blunt and thinking about going on a drive-by or some shit. I don't fucking know. But that's how it goes. And then what happens, they both calm down, they get back together and they know what to say to each other because like you mentioned, they actually are friends. They, I think they actually do care about each other and are together for a reason. So they know how to say. They laugh so much when they're together. Yeah. So they know how to say, listen, I didn't want this to happen. I'm sorry about that. I'm working on this. They know how to do that to each other, and then they Mm -hmm. start over again. And Ashley, pick, 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 for bar. And and neither one of those are good personalities. Agreed. It's just a shame. I don't, it's just a shame. All right, let's go on to, let's quickly talk about Jade, who I have a real problem with Jade's makeup, and I need her to tone it down <laughs> a lot at that dinner with her friends, who very much reminded me of me going out to dinner with my friends when I was 17, but she's 21. There's something very yeah. like, young about her and her friends um, that I feel like relates more to my experience as a 17-year-old than a 21-year-old. I don't know what that says about them or me, but that's just my truth. Her, you can tell, like, she didn't blend her setting powder, and I'm sure it's just because, like, they have the camera lights on them, but she looks crazy in that scene. Like, like she has three sets of eyelashes on, at least, in every scene. Oh, my God. Like, she wears so many eyelashes, and oh, it's just a lot. 
Also, Sean is, like, one of the least endearing teen mom dads we've ever seen. Like, every time he's on my screen, I want to puke. Like, he just, he's, something about him is so gross. What drugs are he doing? Is he I doing because I, the, the moment he, I, I guess he's admitted oh. to it. Maybe I missed that part. He's admitted well, no. to it, right? They haven't admitted to it. But did you see that picture that came out this week? Jade posted oh. a fucking picture of herself. She's sitting on the count, her counter trying to get a picture of her ass, you know, doing like a, like a twist shot <sighs> when she's sitting on yeah. the counter and in scene in the shot, she posted this. You can clearly see a line of white power powder, a rolled up bill in a credit card sitting or a driver's license Jesus! to it. <laughs> it's like it was a set piece from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Jade does drugs all the time. I think Jade, it was her birthday last weekend. And I think Jade does Coke every once in a while. I think they, I think the issue is, is that Sean and Jade partied and Jade like had a baby and like 98% of the time doesn't party anymore and Sean kept partying. Is Sean like a drug addict? I don't know. But I think Jade was like, uh, what the fuck, dude? Like, we're only doing this like when when she's with my grandma. Like, we're not doing this on Tuesday night. You know, plenty of addicts start off that way, though. Absolutely. With Jade's history, her family history, absolutely. But I think at this point in time, like, I'm not ready to label that as Jade, but Sean is just... Sean is, there's wrong just, with Sean. he's vile. Something's wrong with him. Yes. And, oh, I, I haven't spoken to you since this, but I just want to say that that episode, I forget who you were with, where you guys were talking about video games, hurt me, because I'm a video gamer, You're my a husband gamer. is, my, my children are, and we are serious about our video games, and we're not losers, we're actually the best people in the goddamn world, and we're all Leos too. So, don't start. No, seriously, I don't know what's wrong with Sean. I from the second episode on. The, well, here's the thing: I grew up around a lot of drug abuse. I have parents that are addicts, or or I've been in recovery for decades, but still, they they this is their they have addict brains. I have mm-hmm. an addictive personality myself. Um, but this is how I don't know a lot about drugs, how to get them, or how to do them. But I know that when Someone, you know, when two plus two does not add up, no matter how many times they explain it to you, when when you they cannot account for where they are, and yes. it seems like like their money never goes where it's like like they they should have this amount, and they never have it, and then, mm-hmm. and then they have to make funny explanation about this. You're like that doesn't make a lot of. So Sean gives me those vibes. He gives me the yes. vibes like no matter what he fucking tells you. It doesn't make any sense. Also, and it's because he's leaving out the part about the drugs. The biggest red flag for me, because this is what my ex-boyfriend would do. We would make a plan to meet with my family. He'd be so hyped. Oh, I can't wait to make a good impression with them. It's so important for me. We're going to get married. So I have to, because I was like 23 and stupid. I was like, we're going to get married. Um, And, you know, like, oh, I can't wait. Like, make plans like i tell my dad like dan's coming day (laughs) of dan's sick dan can't make the party that happened to me so many fucking times and that was like my first really big red flag on sean i thought he was like kind of weird but when he like was so hyped for that dinner remember he was like it's so important to me like i 
you know, yeah. I want to present the three of us as a family. I'm so grateful that they want me to come. Day of, he sleeps until 5.30 p.m. and then screams about having a headache and doesn't go. Like, that is the uh-huh. most typical drug addict who's, like, in withdrawal or, like, hungover. I mean, not just alcohol hangover, like, hung, yeah. drug hungover the next day, like, situation that I'd ever... Like, that was a familiar situation for me. Now, so what you said about Jade having a baby and now having separate priorities mm-hmm. is so important. So when we get to Lexi, I want to bring this back up. Let's go to Lexi now. I mean, nothing else happened in Jade. This, Jade, except, oh, I, her and her mom, wait, I was laughing because I was thinking of you and uh, me when they're going, you're know-it-all, you're know-it-all. <laughs> I was like, oh, princess and I fighting about the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so funny that her mom was screaming, not Oh, I identify with her mom in that scene. I identify with her mom. Sometimes, you know how, like, sometimes you're supposed to be going north, but you have to go around this one thing so you can get get on the south part. But, like, she's screaming, and if Jade is over there, like, writing directions out and making this shit up as she goes, she's not. She's trying to get... First of all, Jade, stop going out on dates with your mom. Your mom's crazy. Stop. Jade needs to learn or meet her there, you know? Here's the thing. I'm kind of uh, this person that believes that GPS is great, but GPS works the best when you go the way that you know you're supposed to go. And just in case you get lost, GPS is there to guide you. Um, I have a very good sense of direction. I have a dad that's like a fucking lunatic about directions and geography and like routes. It's a whole thing. Wait, if I told you to go west, would you know which direction was west? Uh, depends on where I am, but yeah, be, it's, it's very wow. in Florida because, uh, like the water's to the east of me, uh, and oh. like, it's easy where, when I'm at home, because like, I know the city's to the east of me. So like, it just, like, if I was like, just pop down in Texas, you know what I mean? I couldn't like pick up a compass and know how to do it. Like, but if I have, um landmarks <clears throat> i'm very good at like familiarizing myself with places and then giving directions okay. with like north south east and west if that person will respond to it but so like i understand when like the gps is going to take you around the fucking city and that you need to cut <laughs> across and get on the south but yeah no i felt for jade in that moment when her mom was just although i actually laughed when her mom said you're a know-it-all except you don't know shit i was like damn that's a good line <laughs> Well, so the reason I compare Lexi and Jade is that... Let's talk Lexi. Lexi angers me to no end, and I finally figured out what it was. Like, that. remember when she was doing that that onesie to try to get Kyler to go out with her? I was so angry with her. I figured out what it is, is that when you have a kid, it changes a lot of things about you. Even 40-year-olds who have children, it changes things about you. Mm -hmm. And Lexi is still acting as if it's very important to get a promise ring from yeah. fucking Kyler. She, like, nothing has changed. She's very Chelsea. And like, and, like, why are you, like, she's so worried about Kyler liking her. <gasps> Kyler put a baby in you, okay? Then you are, we are the next level here. Whether Kyler wants to go on a date with you, is it's different now. Yeah. And it's like when she went to go get that fucking dress for a prom that she'd that she never been asked to. I just felt like she has the strangest priorities And I know that Tobias is I think it's her parents part of it. I think that her parents 
have allowed her to continue living the life of a 17 year old. And I think this is the same thing with Chelsea. When you have a parent that allows you to just continue living a normal teenage life, except that there happens to be a baby living with you, like not that much is going to change. Someone like Jade who pays for all, I mean, Jade's also three years older than Lexi. Right. but, But even like someone, I'm trying to think of a, like comparison on this show, but I would say I would compare like maybe Kale. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. someone who right is like struggling and like having to figure shit out, like cares a lot less about like your baby daddy putting a promise ring on you. But when you don't have the stressors of like, how's my kid going to get eat? How is my kid going to sleep? Like we're, we might not have a roof over our head. I have to go to work. Like, Lexi doesn't really have shit else to worry about except, like, okay. breastfeeding Tobias and hanging with Kyler. She doesn't have friends. She said, like, she doesn't really have friends. I think her mom and stepdad, like, baby her very much. And she do- isn't even in school. You know what I mean? She's just, like, I think sitting around, like, going on Tumblr and, like, thinking about Kyler. Because she doesn't but have even- the normal stressors but- of, like, a young parent. So I get that it's her parents' fault. But the thing is, is that now you have... Sorry, I was going to say, I don't think it's her fault, I think, but that definitely, like, feeds into it. They enable it, is what's happening. But I just don't... I know, I get what you're saying. in charge of everything that she is doing, everything he will be, will be because of her or in spite of her. She is laying his foundation right now. I know he's small, but... He's a baby, but you have to understand that everything she does in the end will, will, will affect him. So the fact that you can't get past Kyler or whether Kyler likes you makes me, makes her super unlikable to me because I'll tell you one thing, at least Chelsea, I mean, you know, Chelsea isn't actually, we'll talk about her later, but at least Chelsea what we always said about her, she seemed to be in love with, with Audrey from day one. Yeah. She seemed to like understand that when she was dressing Aubrey in those fucking cheetah print onesies yeah, and running around. Sure. We don't see that. We've really, we don't see no. with Lexi. And T- I mean, we see her breastfeeding him, but I wonder if part of that is the five mom segment. Um, so we're seeing okay. a lot less filler. We're just not sure. seeing those like, 45 seconds that each girl would normally get like playing with her baby i mean when's the last time we even saw ashley hold holly like holly's not even on this fucking show like i think we see a lot i think we see a lot less of the kids uh because we just don't have the amount of time focusing on the big kids yeah i get i get what you're saying we don't see those like enamored scenes of lexi and tobias at all what we see those enamored scenes, and you're right, maybe it's being ended, but we see those enamored scenes of her and Kyler, and yeah. Kyler is the ugliest fucking thing on earth. When so he, what wait, are you when doing? He, when he said, when she said, you know, like, yeah, I think my mom wants, like, retire to Arizona, and he goes, I don't want your mom to live anywhere where I live. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> have you, have we seen them that? have any friction? No, right? No! They've been nothing but nice to Kyler. And they even joked him and his mom joked when she was like, 
She was like, so how does Amber feel about you living there? And he's like, and she goes, is it what Lexi says goes? And he goes, yeah, it is. Lexi's in charge. Like him and his mom joked about the fact that Amber doesn't give them any rules. And they, them having that conversation pissed me off because I was like, why do you guys think that you would live anywhere near where Amber's going to live? Amber's got money. You're going to live in a shitty fucking apartment in the ghetto. Amber's going to be fine because she's retiring. Amber's going to have a beautiful condo that she retires to. Yeah. You're going to wish you lived with Amber when those big ass fucking roaches come out of your cabinets in the middle of the night. What is wrong with you? Also, why does Tyler need... I, I think that they, so my understanding is that they live in a very small town and he drives sure. like an hour to work at his $12 an hour job, which like, no, he, good for him for getting a job in the first place. I mean, bare minimum. But like, an hour away? Yeah, for $12 an hour and he drives a truck. Like there's no, he probably ends up yeah. making like $8 an hour after, you know, expenses. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand him wanting to move somewhere where there's like actual jobs and opportunity, but like you can't wait a year or why don't you move that hour to tell you ride? Although I, I guess I just, I don't know the area. So I don't know if that's that feasible, but him being like, no, I'm not waiting for you. It's like, he does not want to be in a family with you, Lexi. He does not care. Imagine saying that right. you're like, not, you don't care if your son and the mother of your child, like that you're supposedly in a relationship with or whatever they're doing now like, doesn't follow you, and, like, he's like, okay, so you'll figure it out, like, good luck. He gave her a very, you're not invited vibe, like, oh, I see you want to do a, yeah, that's great, no one asked you to come here. (laughs) That's what it seems like, even though I know that they've been having, I'm sure off camera they have different conversations. There, that has to be the only reason that Lexi pushes so hard on Kyler, it has to be, um, because, if all that happened between them is what we see on camera, she's crazy. Yeah. She has to be. So okay. they have to have things, like when the camera crew isn't there, or he texts, or he's probably one of those people that can't, like, tell you to your face how much he cares about you, but he'll text, like, you know, I, oh my I'm God. sorry about this. He's one of those. Absolutely. I know it is. You're, no, you're absolutely right. But Lexi, dump Kyler, fuck him. I'm over Kyler. <laughs> And they're still together. And his mullet and moving to Arizona. Yeah. All right. Fuck him. We need to talk about Kayla now. No. Let's take a deep meditative breath in with our nose. I don't know how to meditate. Out with our mouths. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I will say that I still feel sympathy for Kayla because I believe Kayla is being beat up by Steven. I, like, I find it very Stephen. hard to believe, Stefan, that there's not physical abuse going on. Um, I find it very hard to believe. Just because of how we've seen him rage and how little regard he has for anybody else around him. I found it very hard to believe that she is not in an abusive relationship. And that's fueling a lot of her behavior. That said... Oh boy, was she infuriating to watch this week. Remember when Roxanne got on that table? And I, wish, fuck up I Devon? wish Jamie would do that. This is when you get on the table. <laughs> I always, I'm talking shit about Roxanne all the time, but I was like, Jamie, get on the table right I... now. <laughs> First of all, Jamie needs to grow a fucking spine. Although, you know what? She did, sure. like, she may have apologized or whatever, but I 
unless I missed it, it's not like she let him move back in, at least. Like, at least no. she, like, did stand her ground on that. But Kayla being, like, I'm the only one facing consequences for this, it's like, grow the fuck up, little girl. Well, she, Kayla has figured out something that the rest of us women know, and that is that when you get pregnant, it's so much, women bear the burden. Okay, because he because men walk away from their children all the time. A woman that walks away from her children are is scorned. Is that's that's what Janelle that's that's what Janelle gets what she gets because they expect you to stay and 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 whatever he doesn't give you, they expect you to provide. The fact that she believes that it's it's her mother's job to figure out a way for her to get sleep when she's a new mother. Is like, what the yes. fuck are you talking about? You're not gonna get any sleep. Yeah. You're, and you don't deserve any sleep because you got a baby. Yeah. So just get up. Yeah. I don't understand. And, and Kayla is lying. Kayla does not want Stefan there to, so that he can watch the baby. Of course. That's not what happened. Kayla's so She wants to say they haven't been together for a year. She gets on Instagram. She's like, we haven't been together in almost a year. They were going yeah. on double dates with Brianna and her boyfriend. Like, you don't... The way that they interact on social media, I'm sorry, that's not a platonic relationship. You don't have platonic relationships where you take couple photos with your ex-boyfriend. And don't give well, me this bullshit say, that's for the kids. She didn't say it was platonic. She said they weren't together, which means oh, they sure. fuck. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to meet Brianna. Do you want to come? He's like, yeah, but just as friends. I mean, another bitch there. I'm leaving. <laughs> that's what he... And I yeah. can't believe I made his voice so deep, but because it's not. He sounds like a fucking Somalian pirate. Fuck him. <laughs> when he said to Kayla's mom, Jamie, you came at me about my son. When? When did she do that? Because she said, I feel sorry for Isaiah. That's oh, what yeah. she said. And, it, <laughs> and he took that... No, he told her that he's going to go to her house regardless because that's where his son is. Yeah, yeah. Are you crazy? He brought it up. He's the one that said... Now... Here's what I think happened. Because you see the first part where Kayla talks to her mom and she she's like, Yeah, he needs to apologize to you too. Da, da, da. And she but you need to try to make smooth things over because I do need him to be able to come around, blah blah blah. Then she talks to Stefan and she says basically the same thing. And Stefan says, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. So Kayla knew what was gonna happen when she got there. Jamie didn't. So I guarantee you Jamie would not have said, Well, I just want, you know, to let you know that I'm sorry about Jamie gave the yeah. She the thought they were going to be a mutual apology. apology. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just he was going to say, "I'm sorry for talking to you like that." Yes, yeah. She and thought then, they were going to. So, she thinks Stefan is like a normal person, and that like no, they're going to have a thought, conversation let's, where let's they see. like both pretend to apologize, and then right. Well, she thought yeah. Kayla pre-prepped this shit, yeah. and Kayla never told her that, and didn't even let Stefan go first. What she yeah. did was let her mom, she was like, okay, I have to apologize, mom, knowing that he was going to be like, yeah. fuck you, fuck your house, I'm going to get again if I want to. What did Stefan say in the car that he was going to do parent shit, adult shit? <laughs> <laughs> he said some stuff like, he, oh, I wish I wrote it down. He was like, I'm doing adult shit. I'm making parent shit moves or something like, but he was like framing his decision to not apologize to her is like making parent parental decisions he makes no decisions he see the thing about he doesn't have the ability to what what decisions can he make 
And even Brianna, when we talk to talk about Brianna, is that they're children. But even even the ones that are just eighteen, you're you're still you're still figuring it out. Yeah. Turning eighteen doesn't make you imaginably adult. But I was figuring it out until twenty seven. I'm thirty seven, I'll figure it out someday. So because because they um because they went and had these kids, they have effectively become adults now. Yeah. So Kayla is an adult. And so I can talk talk to Kayla like an adult. I can say, Kayla, it's not I'm not supposed you're right, I can't control how you and your baby daddy work to see see your son and all that. That's not my business. You're absolutely right. But he can't come to my house and if you let him in my house, Kayla you got to go too, and you can go to wherever it is he's staying, whoever's couch, whoever's third room, mm-hmm. or wherever the fuck he is. That's where you can go. You want some sleep? Take the baby over there. And when yeah. you say, "Well, that's not an appropriate place to take them," then you should know that just like your relationship with Stefan is none of my business, how you get there is none of my fucking business either. Her mother pays for her groceries, has a nice place for her to live, her car, does some babysitting, her car. These are all nice things your mom can do for you when you have a baby at 17, but she, but you need to understand that she doesn't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. So why would she allow Stephanie to come in there and beat up on her fucking mother? Not physically, but the way he spoke to her was so aggressive. If words could actually hit you, he would have knocked her the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, I think he would have <laughs> knocked her the fuck out if she had said one more word to him that upset him. Like, I... Yeah. I really think, like, there was a chance that he would have hit her. I think so, too, if the cameras weren't there. I think even, like, if she had said one more thing that just... I think he was so out of his, like, mind, so disassociated that the cameras being there wouldn't have even really stopped him if she had said, like, just one more thing, like, maybe something about his pop. Maybe, but I just... I just find it... So, and then when Kayla's like, well, all the things, he's treated me much worse. Well, Kayla, you don't love yourself. Yeah. I love myself. That's what I would have said to her. But yeah. you don't love yourself. I yeah. love myself. And I love you because you're my daughter. So, I am, so I'm going to set a boundary. Boundaries are love. Telling someone how to love you is the best way to love them. So you know what, what you I would t- say? I would say, what? and I said this to a friend recently that I like had to cut out of my life. I said... You know, I'm not in an abusive relationship. I choose not to be in an abusive relationship. I was in an abusive relationship for many years. And I'm not going to be in your Mm -hmm. abusive relationship. I'm just not. That's like a rule I've set for myself. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to be part of your abusive relationship. If you need help leaving, I'm here. If Once you leave, I'm here. Like, if you need me to call the police, I'm here. But until then, like, I'm not doing... And this was after, like, a whole thing involving their child and a Baker Act, like, which means, like, 50, like, this is after, like, events. And I said, you know, I'm not going to be in somebody else's abusive relationship. I'm not doing that. I did that, you know? Like, I already had an abusive relationship, and there's a reason I'm not in one anymore. And that's really where Jamie needs to be, because now Jamie is part of Kale's abusive relationship. Because now she's yeah. involved in their, like, apology cycle. Yeah. And you know what it is? I think Jamie travels for work a lot. I think she works a lot. And so, Brianna, not Brianna, Kayla has Stefan over yeah. whenever her mom's not there. I mean, she's there. straight upset. Like, Stefan's not allowed in my house, but he's here. <laughs> like, It's just, 
I don't understand. Like, someone on the Facebook group was asking me, like, how this running your family because you can you your mom's pretty no no you know no nonsense. And I said, like, my mom had a no sleeping with your man at my house. Like, she mm-hmm. she didn't get down like that. She just was like, my mother always told me if you don't pay for bills in here, you ain't fucking in here. And she's yeah. like, the only person that fucks in this house is me and your daddy if I let him join in. That's it. And I know she, she always told me that. And I'm going to say it to my kids. And I was married. And we, we lived in some shitty apartment. We had monster bugs. Like, those bugs, like, lived in this place with us. When we moved into this place, let me tell you about this apartment was. We moved into the place. Somebody was in our shower. Like, somebody was in our house in the shower. They just came in and got in the shower <laughs> and was like, I'll be done in a minute. This is how bad this fucking neighborhood What did you do? Was. You were just like, we okay. said, okay. It was fucked. Up. We, we, it was a terrible neighborhood. So, but they had to get like some really terrible, like uh pest control that was like, mm-hmm. like could kill us in our dogs. And so we were like, we're going to sleep out. So we don't have to like deal with all this. Mm-hmm. And my husband was like, let's stay. We can stay at your parents' house. And I was like, I can stay there, but you can't. My mom doesn't let that happen. <laughs> and he was like, well, we're married. And I was like, what part of this don't you understand? Nobody fucks in my mom's house except for her. <laughs> and so my mom, the stuff in staying at our house would have never happened. The yeah. moment Stefan said something to my mom she didn't like, she would have told him if he came back on our property, she called the police. And I could visit my baby daddy in jail. My mom is like yeah. hardcore about things. And she was told me, just like Pastor T told Ashley, I love you. I'll do anything for you. But this one can't come here. And I don't understand. Jamie, do you see the... Oh, we sh- I should screenshot this. Jamie's here, okay. face when he's Wait, talking to I was going to say, I think Jamie is a lesson for all of our listeners that are very afraid of confrontation. And let their life be ruled by a fear of confrontation. Jamie is your end result. Jamie is your end result that you end up having a child. You don't discipline them. And then they have a boyfriend that runs your house. And this is why I refuse to let my life be ruled by a fear of confrontation. I, I think everybody has like a healthy fear of confrontation. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, have any fear of it whatsoever, like, that's not great either. Then you're like, sin. I try really hard not to let my life be ruled by that fear, and it's because of yeah. Jamie. And I never yeah. in my life ever want to see that fear. When I was, and I'll never forget this, I told this to someone recently, and I hope it wasn't on this podcast, but I had a friend, and we were, like, in eighth grade, and we went and got our nails done, and the nail technician was, like, ignoring us or something. You know what I mean? Just, like, some shit. Like, we were teenagers. And yeah. she was, like, she spoke up and was, like, no, no, that's not okay. And, like, wasn't rude, but, like, was very assertive. And I remember being, like, mm-hmm. when we had just, like, kind of become friends. And I remember being, like, wow, like, I can't believe you spoke to her that way. And she was, why wouldn't I? We weren't getting, like... Yeah, why wouldn't you get what you're paying for? Why wouldn't exactly. you get that? Like, she's, like, why wouldn't I? And, like, my mom is pretty, like, assertive and doesn't get pushed around. But I think I just, like, hadn't been in a situation to, like, really see it in action. Or I just, like, didn't pay attention because it was my mom and, like, you know, like, that baggage. But I remember seeing it in my friend and being, like, 
that's how I want to talk to people. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do. And since then, I've tried really hard to, like, like, I was, like, 13 or 14 when this happened. And I remember, like, having that moment of clarity, like, oh, this is how you have to act. And that's how I act. And Jamie is the end result of people being, like, crippled by their fear of confronting people. Yeah, and she's uh, she is too afraid of, I don't, I don't think she's afraid of Kayla, I won't say that, but she's too afraid to let Kayla yeah. be, like, hat fall down. Because yes. Kayla can Kayla should leave today with Stefan and she'll be back in two days. That's what I, that, I, she's, she's trying to make everything, she, I, I, how can I say this? She's trying to make Kayla feel good about the situation and it's so how Kayla feels is so important to her that she was willing to try this against her better judgment and then Stefan came in there and was and showed her oh yeah this was the worst idea ever yes agreed okay yeah. let's quickly talk Brianna not that much happened this episode except her n- new baby daddy is moving to Oregon with her um I'm pretty sure that was a filmed later scene because all of a sudden she's been with him for a couple months when it had just been two weeks i think they filled some pickup scenes uh like very recently it like you know what i mean like they went back in to fill some some scenes and i think that happened but i was pleased to see danae and his mom i was really pleased although his mom looks so much alike yeah and i was really disappointed to see his mom be like let like less mature than danae was (laughs) about it well here's the thing about danae and this fucking baby is that remember when we first started watching and they were like okay we're having a baby we break up a lot biologically this it's impossible for the baby to be his oh and the baby is gonna come out with one arm and we all said oh that's not gonna work out. you can't co-parent yes. a baby that's not biological first of all you guys are gonna be together second of all the co-parenting a baby that's not biologically yours as a as a teenager when you're not with the adult with the mom doesn't happen so we all knew that wasn't going to happen but Danae convinced himself that it was like yes. the feelings he feels about not being able to see this baby are real because he oh. really thought he could do this so what I feel like his mom when she was like maybe we should get the baby for the weekend I was like it's not going to happen but <laughs> what I thought was Danae, you know how Danae is such a smooth talker and he talks and talks and talks. Yeah. I felt like it's the first thing they said when Danae told him this plan to do this with Brianna was, mm, I don't feel like it's going to work. But Danae, over the months and months of her being pregnant and everything down. happening was like, yeah. wore them down. And so they're trying to be supportive, right? They're trying to be like, yeah. okay, I think we're going to want to see is the also a charmer. I think when Brie is like yes. in your house and she's so sweet and pretty and like little, like she's very mm-hmm. like... I don't know. She's and very she's telling small. you. Yeah. Do you know she's what like, I mean? I'm, like I would never. She, yeah. Like you could fit her in your pocket. Like she's like a pocket sized <laughs> person. And I say this as a short person, but not a small person. Even when I was yeah, thin, yeah. like I wasn't ever a small person. Cause I'm like loud and obnoxious and a know-it-all, but like br- <laughs> meek little Brianna comes to your house and she's like, I'll never take the baby from you. Yeah. And they're like, so you, oh, they're a little charmed by her, I think. You lean in because these kids, they want to believe so bad, even though you know better. So that's yeah. when, when, Bri- when Danae's mother says that, or his aunt, and other people are like, oh, we're worried. We want to see the baby. It's because they spent a year yeah. fucking with you, 
trying to convince you this is going to work. And all these feelings are real. But, yeah. like, this, that's a stranger baby to you guys. Yeah. That is not your baby. That's like, I want to see it. Like, that's like me walking past a baby in Target and asking if I could have You know what it's kind of it. like? That's not my baby. It's kind of like, okay, so... I've had the same best friend for a very long time. I love her so much. Uh, she has three little girls under the age of five. Like, I love, love, love them. They call me Aunt Liz. Like, I love them to death. It would be like if her and her husband died, and I was like, no, I'm going to take them. And her family was like, wait, yeah. what? Like, no, no, You're no, not no, related. What? And I'd yeah. be like, no, 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 you don't. Like, I'm Aunt Liz. And they're like, oh, we don't care. Like, we're... <laughs> Were her grand their grandparents, yeah. or were her like biological yeah. aunts? Like, it just isn't like I fucking love them to death, and like I am their aunt, but like it's different, and it will always be different. And yeah. like it, but and I understand that, and I'm okay with that, and like I'm not yeah. in their family pictures. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> Like, I get, we have a special relationship different than, like, their biological aunts. And, but because I'm, like, a mature adult, like, I understand that. And there's no jealousy. And it's actually awesome that I get to be their Aunt Liz. Like, an aunt by choice. Like, that's incredible and amazing. But Danae was, like, kind, it was, like, kind of, that's what Danae and his family were. Kind of. Yeah, they were just a close family. And also, Danae saying... Well, if he ever wants to call me, why would he want to call you? Who are you? Uh, You're not a co-parent from Chicago was, well, can't we FaceTime? With a four-month-old baby. It's a baby. You can't FaceTime with a baby until they're like four. No. And by, he's not going to know who you are because you are nobody. And that hurts, but it's the truth. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and you know why, like, my best friend's kids know who I am? Because I send them presents. <laughs> and then I send them videos, and they send me videos back. And, like, I don't get to – now I'll get to see them more because I'll be living near them. But, like, oh, it's good. not It's not just, like – they don't just, like, inherently know who I – you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, and, and even my little nephew who's a year old, like, my biological nephew, my brother's child, and they live in Seattle. Oh, yeah, so. He's cute. He he's really cute. He's so fucking cute. He doesn't know me. You know what I mean? No. Like, we don't have FaceTime conversations. Sometimes we'll all get on Skype, and, like, my brother and sister-in-law and I talk, and the baby's there, but I send the baby gifts. But, like, it's just so funny to think of, like, this idea of, like, them FaceTiming my nephew and, like, me having an idea that, like, he knows who I am. Like, no. it's, it's just so strange and I know I know a lot of um, Danae's not a stud Danae is trans yes. but I know a lot of studs like that Crystal are, talks about on the read yeah like that just Crystal <laughs> where she's always like get you a stud and she's joking but she's also she's not it's not not true and well, she's always joking, I, like, watch out, men, because the stud's going to come in, and they're already going to have a car yeah. seat in their car, and they're going to be, like, ready yeah. to actually parent that child instead of your bum ass who's not doing shit. And they're going to care about that child. Yes. And so she reminds me of so many studs I know who who swoop in and kind of, like, attach themselves to children of yeah. people they're with. She's definitely because, doing that. Yeah, and... I I wish I knew Danae personally so I could tell him not to do that because yes. there's and I, why, being I'm, married to 
Being married to somebody does Sorry, not mean being married to someone does not mean you're never going to break up. That's not what it means. It means mm-hmm. that I am committed enough to make it hard for me to leave your ass. That's what it means. And so the, these instant families and these that you make after you date for someone for two weeks are super fragile and they break apart and children get hurt by these things because you promise them you're going to be there forever when you can't possibly promise that you had, you haven't even done the minimum paperwork to do that. Yeah. And he's going to, the name's going to experience a lot of heartbreak if he continues to do these swoop in insta daddy or as they call stud daddy daddies. If, there, if you go in there and you do that shit, you're going to end up hurting a lot of people, especially yourself. Wait, by the way, I, should we explain what a stud is? I'm not sure everybody knows. Okay, so a stud is a lesbian, so they identify as female, but they dress male. And often, one of the things, my favorite type of stud is the one that looks like a 12-year-old boy, like... Ellen I mean, like she's an old timey twelve yeah. year old. <laughs> I would say like a simplistic favorite. way to define it is that a stud is a butch lesbian in the black community, like that. Yeah, that like but, black people like black people don't use butch as much. Like stud is more of a common because you know black lesbians kind of develop their own community, being shut out yeah. by white women. So like they oh, have shit, their own. You're terms. right. There, there aren't any like white studs. No, there no yeah. white person would never be a stud. They're just butches. Well, maybe they were like a John B. type. <laughs> it's just it's not a like, term that would be like that would really exist because I mean the black lesbian community kind of like has yeah, their own right. terminology because they were not invited to use butch and femme for a long time. So you're right, you're right, you're stud right. But, developed, okay. but that's what it is. In so, case anybody's listening and has no fucking clue what we're talking about, be mistaken for men. They, but they identify as female. That you should yes. know that, and that's why Danae isn't a stud because Danae is trans. Chris and is a he stud. identifies as male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris is a stud. Yes, yeah. Chris is a stud. And yeah. so, um, yeah, Danae's gonna be hurt a lot unless he figures this part out. Yes. That you cannot make an instant family to fill a hole in your heart because those things don't last. Absolutely. So who else, who else is That's on the show? Did we not That's talk it. about one more person? Did we go through them all? No. Great. Okay. No. All right. Let's go on Let's to Teen Mom. T- Let's go on to Teen Mom Two. Which I thought was a good episode. I've been liking the season of Team Mom too. It was it's much better than OG, although it's only like six episodes in. So I'm like, this is great. Like, come at me after fifteen. I'm like, ah, uh, I never want to watch the show again. Like, cancel mm-hmm. this. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> you know. But so let's start with Kale. Uh, that podcast recording segment was the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> Um, uh, I hate Liz. Lindsay Grisly, I, I first of all. I didn't want to tell you this, but, um, to record this podcast, I'm in a ball gown and a full contour <laughs> with well, I'm in a matching. down to the floor. We're both in pink velvet, <laughs> just so everyone knows. Pink crushed velvet. <laughs> Is that how you make a podcast? I have, <laughs> fuck? I have a poodle updo. I have on matching <laughs> headphones. I look chic as fuck right now. Am I laying in my bed? Oh, absolutely. 
<laughs> I just while they're do they film their pot? No, they don't okay, film. No, they, they took a don't. Picture? Here's what I think. Here's what I've surmised about their podcast. For a lot of the podcasts, Kale will fly to Atlanta. I think that the Instagram posts are sponsored. So I think they have mm. brand deals for those. Out- like, I bet those shirts are, like, from some fucking Instagram boutique that pays them, like, $3,000 to wear them. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's how- why they take those pictures because this spot, it's like they're wearing all, like, sponsored outfits. And how does she know the boring daughter from Christly knows I that? don't. I don't understand how they got hooked up at all. Like, how can you take one of the most boring TV families and pick the most boring one of them all to make a podcast with? She's like, gonna get Savannah. No, she like she couldn't get Nana. Nanny <laughs> Faye. She couldn't get Nanny Faye's grandma. She should. She should have gotten the drug addict son and his like weird girlfriend. That's she get. Yeah. You know what I think? I think they got hooked up by like behind the scenes like management or something that was yeah like... i think there might be a story but i'll be honest i've never listened to coffees and convos and i it's probably, a dumb name it's terrible it's a terrible name and i don't think i ever will listen to it i just kale's point of view is not very interesting to me although people that listen to it say kale's actually the highlight of the podcast and they all believe to, that that other girl's they boring hate, they seem to hate 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 Lindsay, and she's like so awful and when kale has like guests on that are interesting apparently kale's like okay with them but i just don't care about kale's point of view on like almost anything so it's a I'm mom really... podcast and first of all there are a million mom podcasts and you'll never get any listen to any of them i should start my own mom pop podcast it should be called Get your pick your shit up before you have to go to bed. They, they, I don't, I can't imagine them having any informational, like what they were talking about was like freezing eggs or something. That's what they were talking about. Yeah, she's like, Do you know anything about it? Like, you're about to start recording. Yeah, and this isn't the type of podcast where you just like say your opinions about things. They have to have some sort of information, right? Like, because of the, the type of things they're talking about. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know what the yeah, answer to boring. that is. But it sounds I, boring. It was, it was so boring. We do find out that Kale says it's too complicated to confirm her relationship. Kale is so fucking obsessed with Chris. Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. it mm. She is obsessed with him. Like, I think Chris yeah. is truly the only guy that's ever, like, totally pushed her away. Um, I think that she wanted to be with him for the two years that they were fucking and he had another girlfriend. I think yeah. Chris drives her insane that he will not be with her. He never he never was with her. He never wanted to be with her. And Kale, I'm going to say this because I am a Kale. Kale's a runner. So what she does is she gets you and then you're not what she wants you to be because she's yes. built you up to a certain thing and then she leaves you. She, she left she she's the one that left uh what's her first baby joe she's, joe. The first, she's the one that left joe and she was still having sex with joe when she was having sex with jordan and that's mm-hmm. why joe was that's why when you go back and watch those episodes joe is out of control and you can see it in his face joe is humiliated yeah um same thing with javi she we've t- I talked about this on the podcast before how she shingles relationships it's where she breaks up with you and never told you and starts seeing someone else. And when she feels like she's going to go all the way, like this is going to become a relationship, 
Then she goes, we've been broken up for six months. I don't love yeah. you. And I never, like, that. she did that shit to Javi, yes. even though he deserved it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, if she would have gotten her way, she would have brought Chris in to be her savior, built him up. And then when he got there and wasn't, did one thing that she couldn't control, she would have thrown him out. But he, he twisted the tables on her and yes. just never let himself be caught. And she... I think she's going to go to her grave worried about what Chris is doing and where yeah. he's at and what he's going to come. This week, Dom like sold a story to Radar and as Radar does, has published it in like five different parts to make it seem like, mm-hmm. like five different exclusives, exclusives. Yeah. Although I'm sure they had a 25 minute conversation. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to yeah. made it into five things, but Chris tweeted some shit like, you know, no matter what I said about Chris, he never sold a story on me. And it's like, uh, I just, it's a kale. Shh. Like, stop. He, not only, first of all, it's especially ludicrous because Kale had her friend selling stories that Chris was beating her while she was holding Lux. Like, Kale had stories that, like, Chris beat her up. Like, really bad stuff. So it's like, Kale, don't, just don't. Just don't talk about Chris anymore. You don't need to tweet about him. You don't need to subtweet him. Like, I understand talking about him in the context of the show when he files custody. Like, of course you're going to talk about that. But, like, you don't need to tweet compliments to Chris for not selling stories on you. That doesn't mean he loves you. He doesn't care about her, so he's never angry at what she's doing. I mean, yeah. he's not on camera, so so maybe I don't know how. But he seems like not angry enough to tell he's, a story. He'll tweet. He'll like right. tweet some big ass shit, like where he's like, "Haha, that's funny," and then he'll delete it like and four hours later yeah. anyway. Like, <laughs> but he's not. But I, Dom is upset because you used her. I said this in the group. Kel seems Dom like, and I her. and I know, yeah, Kel seems like the type of woman. Who, I believe Kale's bisexual. I'm not saying she's not. She's the type of woman that allows studs, we were just talking about, or allows um, lesbians to yeah. build her up after she's had a disastrous relationship with a man. But yes. she does not view them as serious and doesn't treat them as serious. And she always ends up throwing them away. I believe Which is a shame. That, because I think Kale... Would be a lot happier with a woman than with a man, personally. I think Kale needs to be alone forever. Well, yes. <laughs> Which is what she wants. She she wants, like, you were just saying this on the last episode about the control. That's exactly, she needs control over everything. Kale I should know hire, because that's my personality. Kale should hire two full-time nannies that are, like, mm-hmm. au pairs that live in her home that she can boss around, that do all the things that she needs to get done, and then and just, like, fuck jokes. people when she feels like it. Then she wouldn't she have to have Dom's moving in. But no, no, no. Remember this. Remember this. Kale planned all this. This is she planned this. She this this is her whole plan to begin with. She wanted three baby daddies, three custody cases. Three, she wanted this. <laughs> Kale's White lies are honestly like sometimes I sit and I think about like all the lies that Kale is told. Kale went on TRL like the after show and said her and Don never even kissed. Like Kale. Kale. <laughs> Why? Why? What? If you, you never even kissed, so crazy. Then like, why would you? 
why would you be confused about whether she was your girlfriend? Because you kiss your girlfriend, don't you? Yeah, my some I have a lot of lesbian friends, and some are very close to me, and I've never been confused about our relationship status if we're not no. hooking up. You no. know what I mean? Like, if I'm not no. hooking up with you, I'm not confused about our relationship status. It's not too complicated. We're just friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's when I start hooking up with a woman that I'm spending a lot of time with that I'm confused about our relationship status. That's when I'm... And Kale, and the thing is about Kale is that she tells the most obvious, like, it's obviously a lot. It can't be true. All the time. Oh, I wish Kale would hire me to keep track of her lies and tell better ones for her. <laughs> she would, like, go to tweet something. I'd be like, Kale, no, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. People are going to question I, you, and then you're going to have to backtrack. And I'm going to say, like, so when Kale, um, when, when Kale, uh, went, she's, she, she's in the car, she's going to the court hearing. Kale looked pretty in that shot. And she doesn't always look pretty. She looks, she looks soft in a way that Kale usually doesn't look soft. I know that people give her a lot of trouble because they say she looks mannish, and that's not what I'm trying to say. She looks vulnerable. She looks like, she looks young. She, yeah, she just looks good. I agree. When she's, because Kale is going to, oh, in my notes, I wrote, Lindsay looks like a puppy. Because I just, (laughs) she she just gave me puppy vibes. Yeah, the whole thing. But not just the hair. She just gave me puppy vibes. Some people just give me puppy vibes. And Lindsay was one of them. Not a dog, a puppy. It's a very specific vibe that I get. So we find out that Kale filed for emergency visitation of Lux. Even though, according to Kale, Lux hasn't, or Chris Chris filed for emergency visitation of Lux, and according to Kale, Chris hasn't even texted her in two months to see him. Um, She said Chris wouldn't sign the birth certificate. He didn't want Kale filing for formal visitation or child support. And then out of the blue, she gets this emergency visitation order, which I believe. I believe. I believe, too. I think Chris is, I mean, like, look, the reality is. Just as petty as Kale is? Yeah, the reality is, is that, like, if he wanted visitation, like, if he wanted visitation, it would have been set up right away. In Delaware, as they said, is a 50-50 state. He could have just went to the courthouse and filled the paperwork out by himself, like, Mm -hmm. to get basic visitation. Like, he wouldn't wait till Lux is, like, four months old at this point or six months old and be filing for emergency visitation. When Kale's going there, she's saying something like, I feel like this is what needed to happen for uh, Lux to have a relationship with his dad. And then when she leaves, she's upset. Well, even I saw, though I saw she someone pose the theory on Reddit that she's pissed that Chris's aunt is supervising the visitation because she wanted like this she wanted to be the one to supervise the visitation. You can't supervise uh, like the that, visitation? You don't think that in Kale's head she was hoping that the judge would say that Chris could come to her house for five hours a week to see her to see Lux. That's not how supervision. Super... Yeah, but Kale doesn't care. You don't think that that because was in Chris Kale's head? If you could supervise the custody, then we wouldn't need this because y'all could just talk to each other and do it. But you don't think in Kale's head she like wanted wanted the judge to say that Chris could see Lux, but like he had to say at Kale's house. I don't know. I just. It's so, she's so, 
she just, you know, two years ago, three years ago, I would have never said Kale would be doing this. I would have never, like, I you would told me this is, I was, I, remember how agreed. we didn't believe she was pregnant? Okay, I was so fucking adamant. I remember there were rumors going around for a while that, like, and people, like, would pose on Reddit, like, I remember, like, a week before she announced she was pregnant, somebody posted on Reddit, like, who do you think the next one to get pregnant will be? And I said, definitely not Kale. I said, she's absolutely (laughs) not getting pregnant. I think she doesn't want any more kids, like, at least not for now. I think it'll be a long time before she gets pregnant. I think the most frustrating thing about Kale as an audience member is that she's getting worse. I don't think she's getting worse. What I think is happening is that she's not getting worse because there are some things that like her life is getting better in general. If you put, if it's on paper, but what's frustrating about Kale is that she can't, she has not learned her lesson. Yeah. She's not making any emotional progress whatsoever. And if anything, I think she might be backsliding a little bit. That's what I mean. So, so she, I don't know. She just, I feel like she doesn't know what she wants and what she's doing. And I think, remember how you talk about how she doesn't have a family and that's the friends and stuff? I think she's also mm-hmm. trying to create this family and her boys. And yes. what she doesn't understand about children is that, and she keeps talking about, remember she was on the podcast, on the Glam podcast she was filming? They, they, uh, she's talking about maybe having another one. What she doesn't understand is that children grow up and then they go. Like, yeah. You can't just keep having children for people to be around you. They, they're they going to spend time with other. Kale's going to be a shin that really expects you to come over and be there. And she's yes. invited to all your birthday parties, even though you're 25 and it's at a club. Like, she, she, but th- these kids are not going to fill that, fill that hole. When she was doing the podcast, she was talking about how siblings are better because she's alone or basically that's how, what she was implying. Kale has siblings. They're half siblings, but I don't know that Kale would be happier if she had a sibling in that same house with her drunk ass mom. No, going through because you would be trauma bonded, and you would be either you might love each other and cling to each other, but you also might hate each other. You might have Janelle's because Janelle situation. And you know what, Kayla. If you're listening to this, you need to go and read. You need to go back and look at Kale's old uh, episode and rem- and go back to the time her mother said, "Yeah, I'm going to help you, except not Tuesday through Monday," and, <laughs> and never showed up. Kale from the first day when Kale gave birth, Kale was on her own. She was staying at someone's house, but she knew she was on her own. You are fucking lucky to have somebody give you a debit card to get groceries. Kale's mother hasn't brought her a pack of gum. She was like 15 years old. Like, Correct. Fuck, Kale. But she's not going to, I think she's trying to recreate the family. She's not going to, she's not going to be able to do it. She has to fix that broken part of herself and not try to fill it with something else. And the most frustrating part about Kale is that like, she's not stupid. Like she knows she's fucking up. She knows she's making mistakes, but she just does not want to do the work to fix it. She doesn't want to no. do work. She's distracted by Chris by fighting with Brianna over a dude you don't want. You know what you Dom said? Dom said her and Kale. Now I don't know how true this is. That Kale mentioned having Chris donate sperm 
which Kale's mentioned multiple times, and having Dom raise the child with her. I hope Kale has read the law that you have, if someone donates sperm to you, it has to be through a clinical environment, or it's just them jizzing in a cup, and it's still, they still have parental rights, they still owe, ch- like, it is I so <laughs> crazy to think that Kale thinks Chris would donate sperm to her. And even how, the fuck, how the fuck would you explain that to the baby? Like, oh, yeah, you and Lux have the same daddy, but mm, he's not really interested in seeing you. Just Lux. Yeah, Lux is going to go see you guys as daddy, but not you. You, you, you don't can't, go. You can't have a sperm donor for somebody who's already the father of one of your children, Kale. If you want to have I mean, another she... black baby, go to the sperm bank and get a black donor. You don't like to... <laughs> It's that is that what she said? She wanted to have another black baby? No, but I think that's like what she wants when she says she wants another baby with Chris. I I have a theory. Well, I don't have a theory. Someone mentioned to me a while ago that Kale had a Latino fetish. And I was like, it can't be true because Chris is black. But Chris's last name is Lopez. Yeah. And I, I have um, a feeling. I think V said something about was, him being like part Mexican too. So I have a theory that Kale was like, Lopez, I'm in. <laughs> and if I don't I, I don't mean to joke like that. I'm just saying that we have to make up something happen because what happened doesn't make any fucking sense. So we have to come up with these theories and be like, yeah. Oh, maybe this Okay. Oh, Chris. Oh, Kale. So, Chris has supervised yeah. visitation. Not that much actually happened in Kale's segment this week. She kind of had a short no. segment. So, yeah. let's go on to Bree, who is going back to work. Um, she's worked at a timeshare company for five years. Was she working admin? She doesn't do the sales, right? Yeah, I don't think she does the sales. Um, but she is going to meet up with Lewis so that they can pick a daycare out for Stella and... Brie, like, does a little FaceTime with her friend Shirley, and Brie's like, I'm not paying for that shit, and Shirley's like, bitch, you're paying for that shit. Like, come on. Yeah, you <laughs> are, real. because Lewis is not, Lewis is either going to be late, or he's not going to pay. Yeah, I loved her friend Shirley was like, and when he doesn't pay, and Brie's like, I'll be paying for it. <laughs> and infant daycare might as well be a million fucking dollars. It is a yeah. lot of goddamn money. A lot. Liz, how upset would you be if you had a baby by somebody mm-hmm. and you had to go to lunch with their mama so their mama could t- ask you to text them more? I mean, <laughs> I, that, <laughs> so, you know what's crazy is that I, wa- I they have me so twisted, that D. Jesus family, that I watch that and I was like, that was a really reasonable lunch. It was, oh, it was the reason no one got on the table, but it did, that, it just reinforced the idea that Brie is a baby yeah. and she can't just say, or, or like, I'm imagining I'm married, but I'm just trying to imagine me and my mom and my significant other or someone that a baby dad or someone being around and my mother turning them and be like, well, you haven't been texting her. Like, she I, has to yeah. get him to do it for me. I know this speaks, like, more to me and my mom's relationship, but, like, honestly, my mom, like, would not even know 
if he was texting me or not. Like, we just... What? Like, uh, that's, like... And I understand, like, some people, their mom is their best friend, and they tell their mom everything, and, like, so it might just be more of a reflection of me. But, like, yeah, my mom might know, like, generals, you know, about what's going on, and maybe it's different. But it's not great. That she was, like, helping me raise. But, like, I just can't imagine my mom being, like... Being, like, well, you... Asking him, like, so why aren't you texting her? First of all, my mom would never fucking do that. My mom is, like, the anti-meddler. Like, she... My mom hates meddling. <laughs> like, she does... I had a grandma that was a meddler. My dad's mom. So my mom is, like, everything my dad's mom isn't in that way. Uh-huh. Um, she makes, like, a conscious choice not to. But... Yeah. If I... I just can't imagine, like, having so many people in my... In my life that are, like... In my relationships like that. Yeah. And there's just, like, too many... I mean, first of all, I don't understand people who, who hate this family so much they won't even watch their scenes. I think it's more of a, an idea I like their, that... I like the D.A. Seuss's. I, I think they need their own show with what they need. Because... <laughs> and you're the one that said this, that no matter what, they love each other. I yes. believe they love each other. And at yes. the end of the day, they're going, they're coming home to each other. And if you, and even Brittany, who hates that Brianna's a baby, she fucking hates it. But if you say something to Brianna, she's right fucking there. Because she yes. loves her. So, yes. we don't see a lot of people who love... This is the same thing with Ashley and Barr. Part of the re- like, we let them get away with these, some shit with each other because we don't see a lot of people who love each other on Team Up, who really love each other. They and, upset people on a level that I truly, deeply do not understand. Like, people also, fucking hate them and hate their scenes because Roxanne's a meddler and they're all lazy and they're all in each other's business. I mean, first of all, and they're ghetto. let's call it, let's call it. Racism yeah. is a reason a lot of yeah. people don't like them. The shit people Fuck say about know. them is insane. It's racist, first of all. A lot of... A lot of you, I mean, not my beautiful listeners, because we're all not anybody listening to this podcast. We're all not one of you guys. But the shit that I see about them, it's like people fucking hate them. So, like, they literally act like Roxanne jumping on that table. Someone on Reddit said that the police should have been called on Roxanne for that, and I said, "No, what?" I said the security had her by her arm in one second. And second of all, Devon had fucking warrants out on him. Third of all, (laughs) why would a black guy call the police in America just because some crazy lady yelled at him? Please. Do you know what has to happen for me to call the police? Do you know somebody has to be dead and I don't want to be charged with a murder for me to call the police? I will be, if someone... (laughs) It's no, but insane. you know, it's insane. And Roxanne, Roxanne has done much worse than that. So yeah. I don't even understand because she threw that big ass boss at Devon. Remember when he was walking out of the house? Yeah. She could have oh, hit yeah. him and killed him. Yeah. That's when I was like, whoa. And look, but Roxanne yeah, is not um, great. She's a Trumper. No. She, you know, she meddles. She's fucked up. They all do fucked up, but like, the level of hate they get compared to, like, how fucked up they are is way out of proportion. And they're not worse than anybody else on this fucking show. In fact, Nobody calls Leah. Nobody calls Leah ghetto trash. No. Exactly. Even not even eat. Yeah. I just... So, I'm, I'm gonna... So, we're gonna call it. It's the same reason that... I'm just saying. We're gonna call it. They are the only people of color on the show besides Kavi and Joe. Yeah. Okay, and we're not, they're not, I'm talking about center, the show is centered on them. Yes. And 
that part of it. The other part is that she's new to this franchise. And yes. I would be the first one to admit it. When somebody shows up on the Real Housewives, the first I don't like them. The, the moment, even if I'm mad at Lou for doing blackface, if you, you say something to Luann, I'm going to be like, excuse me? You know, like, she's my, that's my person. You don't know her. We don't know you. Yeah. That's, so I get that part. The fact is, there are redeeming qualities for every single, you know, you are, if you cannot find any redeeming qualities, you're a hater. If you did not see Nova speaking to Roxanne, and did not know that's the fucking cutest shit you ever saw in your life. Especially when she says, T.T. is lazy. And her mother and Roxanne goes, a little bit. If that shit wasn't cute to you, you're a hater. And, I'll, and I agreed. do not like Chelsea, but I will. I give her her cuteness and her family moments in a heartbeat. I think Watson's cute. I love when Audrey loves her brother. <sighs> Stop hating on Dave Jesus's. The girls, okay? Stop it. They, <laughs> they have their redeeming moments, too. Jesus. Yeah. So, Lewis agrees to communicate more. Uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. And... No, he's s- not going to. They drop Brie, like... I mean, they drop Brie off at... Or Stella off at daycare. Brie cries. And yeah, then we get to this scene where uh, Brittany and Roxanne pick up Nova from school. And... They have, like, Roxanne sitting down to do, and they pick up Celto and Roxanne sitting down to do homework with Nova, and uh, Brittany's, like, whistling at Stella, and Nova's like, I need her to stop, and Roxanne's like, stop, and she go- Brittany goes, I'm talking to Stella! <laughs> it's just so funny, <laughs> like. Yeah, and fucking then Brittany. <laughs> Roxanne is like... So listen, listen, listen. She always does that when she wants to talk to Nova. She goes, so listen. Listen, Linda, listen. (laughs) Oh, I haven't haven't watched that video in a long time. But she's like, how do you feel? How do you feel about mommy going back to work? It's like, and this is what bothers me. And I know you have a big issue with this. It's like, who? honestly, like, it. what? That's, I mean, yeah, you should, like, care about kids' feelings. But, like, mommy's got to go to work. Like, I'm not sure, like, how productive this conversation is going to be. Right. And instead, you should be asking her, you should be saying, you know, mommy's going back to work and we're all going to miss having her here all day, you know. Um, What do you think we could do, some things we could do to make it better for you and me and Stella and Titi when we miss her? And this gives her some actionable things to do. She's probably going to say, we could eat a lot of ice cream and we could buy some toys. You're going to ignore those parts. You're going to lead her to something more productive. Um, and it gives them some, some little bit of control. And you can actually make her feel better. Because just saying, how do you feel about it? Oh, she actually asks if you're excited. If you're, She says, oh, well, are you excited. excited if your mom went back to work? First of all, I need all these adults and team mom to start ask, stop asking their kids if they're excited about things that, like, aren't exciting. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Why would Nova be excited that Brittany that Brianna went back to work? Because she doesn't understand the relationship between money, and she and she doesn't understand <sighs> like she doesn't like she has no reason to be excited. And I also think don't say that to children because they don't think children have feelings beyond excitement. Yeah. Like that like yeah. like they're 
she can feel a lot of different things. And Nova, being the star that she is, Nova Star, said something that is like she hit the nail on the head in the spot. Mommy has only so much time, and with her yeah. going back to work, she has even less time. And I know Estelle is a baby and she needs more, but this means that I'm going to get less time, and that's the tr- truth. Yeah. And so, oh, did you see in this scene? Did it like Brianna gave a uh, Brittany gave Stella a hot Cheeto? Did you see her reach over and put an orange thing in Stella's mouth? I am I, am but I crazy? I didn't see that, but like, I mean, it and I just had all these. I just defended them being called ghetto, and they put a hot Cheeto in a baby's mouth. <laughs> okay, <Probably. whatever. laughs> um what i didn't like was so they had this conversation i it was like it was was it the best child conversation no but roxanne no. was like roxanne was assuring you know she said you know mommy loves you she just has to take care of stella because stella's a baby and yeah. like grandma takes care of you, mommy takes care of you, TT takes care of you, and then Nova says her funny, but not but not TT because she's too lazy. <laughs> and then Roxanne goes just a little, <laughs> and it was cute. Like they obviously like she yeah. trusts Roxanne. They have a cute little like love between each other. But then like Brittany comes home and Roxanne goes. In front of Nova. So I was talking to Nova, and she's upset that you went back to work and only pay attention to Stella. It's like... Well, why did she say that in front of... Exactly. Like, she tattled on her, essentially. Yeah. And you see Nova's embarrassed. Yeah. Nova's just like... Nova's so shy. I actually feel really sad that Nova has to be on this show. Because she's so shy. And I don't believe for one second she ever feels comfortable when those cameras are around. No. And also, keep in mind that she had them when she was a small baby, but not... Yeah, exactly. They left. They left. They just showed back up when she was five. Yeah, and she's she's a shy girl anyway. Did you see her little graduation when she's walking down the aisle? Just crawling. I know. Because she's just like, oh my god. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that definitely... I didn't like that. But, you know... It's nice that Brianna reassured her. And uh, I did notice Nova was wearing a shirt that said, I'm just a girl who likes watching other kids on YouTube. And as a YouTube fan, I thought, I want that shirt. (laughs) Uh, As somebody who hates YouTube and wishes my children didn't know what it was, I wanted to rip it off of her. Because kids' YouTube is full of ads. Basically, people unboxing toys and telling your kids how to get them. So, and I was just like, fine. But Nova is the, I'm going to say this, you guys can argue with me, you can be mad about it, Nova's the cutest kid on this fucking franchise. All of the kids. Absolutely. And even when her hair is fucked up, I understand, I take my niece to camp, I come back, her hair is fucked up, and I'm mad at her. But even when her hair is fucked up when she got home, she's the cutest kid, and you can bring up Isaac if you want to, but we all know Isaac looked like a dinosaur slash lizard for the first two years of his life, and Nova's been picture perfect from day one, so Nova. I love Nova. <laughs> and we didn't I really get any Javi in this episode. They just, like, quickly talked on the phone. Good. He shouldn't be on the TV. <laughs> he's... <laughs> he, he... Why is he still on the show? Because he persists. He's gonna go have sex with Leah. I promise you, he's gonna do it, because she he would. needs to be... 
And Leah's going to be, you know, well, we'll get to Leah. Hey guys, to hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.